0: Listening to Law and Gospel, I'm Pastor Tom Baker. On this Monday, June the 21st, in the year of our Lord, 2021. And we take a look at a reading for the following Sunday, which is the fifth Sunday after Pentecost. The Old Testament reading is from Lamentations, chapter 3. The epistle is from 2 Corinthians 8. And the gospel, which we're going to look at, is from Mark chapter 5, 21 to 43. So without further ado, let's begin. Verse 21 of Mark 5. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered about him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name and seeing him he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly saying my little daughter is at the point of death come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live and Jesus went with him now this isn't just any Jewish person he is a ruler of the synagogue. Rulers of the synagogue were kind of head elders who would then invite people to speak during the worship service and make sure everything was set properly. His name was Jairus, and so we know that even while Jesus had not yet been crucified, there were rulers of the synagogue who had come to have faith in him. How did that happen? Well, they had heard about other miracles he had done. And so Jairus had a daughter. He fell at his feet and implored him, asking him to come to his house, lay his hands on her so that she may be made well and live. And Jesus went with him. Well, you can imagine the next verse. A great crowd followed him, thronged about him. And there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years. Now, 12 years is interesting because we later find out that she, the little girl, who was near death was also 12 years old and she suffered much under many physicians had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse now isn't that sometimes the experience of some of us that We see a lot of physicians, and instead of getting better, things grow worse. Now, in my case, I have not had that experience. Things have grown much better. But for some people, no matter how many physicians they see, things grow worse. Now, verse 27. She had heard reports about Jesus, came up behind him in the crowd, and touched his garment. For she said, If I touch even his garments, I will be made well. Now, she had never met Jesus yet. She had only heard reports about Jesus. This is very important to understand, that people come to faith by hearing reports about Jesus. What reports? Well, in the Bible, they're called the gospel message, that he came to be your Savior. As you share this report with others, the Holy Spirit can fill the person with whom you're speaking so that they come to a knowledge this is the savior recall the Ethiopian eunuch Philip just had simply explained that the passage from the Isaiah which talked about somebody who is going to take upon himself our sins was none other than Jesus Christ and after explaining about Jesus and I'm sure mentioning baptism, the Ethiopian eunuch, they came across some water. He said, what prevents me from being baptized? And so Philip baptized him in the water, and he received the two gifts that Peter talks about in Acts chapter 2. The gift of the forgiveness of sins, and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, this woman had heard a lot about Jesus' healing powers, and so she came to the conclusion, even if I touch his garment, I will be made well. And so immediately she did that, and the flow of blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Now verse thirty gives us an understanding of the nature of Jesus. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? Now, the disciples were with Jesus, and they're really surprised. They say, no, you see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, who touched me? They're under the impression that he had probably been touched by a number of individuals, but he felt power that left him from one specific individual. And so he looked around to see who had done it. Now, I thought Jesus was all-knowing, that he knew all things. How come he didn't know who the woman was? Now, some scholars think that he did, and he was just... Asking the disciples this question. Like when he asked, who do people say that I am? Jesus knew that he was a Messiah, but he was interested in the reaction of the apostles. Although I believe that he was not knowing who had touched him. Because Jesus was also in his state of what we call humiliation. We get those two states from the book of Philippians, that when he became a human being, he humbled himself, and then later God exalted him. The humbling refers that though he had the attributes of God, he did not lose them. He did not make use of them all the time. A lot of times he thanked the Father for the miracle that was being done. Although he did stand up in the boat and say to the weather, the storm, peace be still. So occasionally Jesus did use his divine attributes, but at times he did not. For example, another time he did not know something was when is the last day coming? And he indicated that the father knew but in his state of humiliation he did not yet know now obviously when he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven he now makes full use of his divine attributes to the point where even his human body has those divine attributes that is to say he's omnipresent everywhere In his human body also, let it alone in his divine nature. So he looks around to see who had touched him. Verse 33, Mark 5. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Now, why does she come in fear and trembling? She had been healed. Shouldn't it say that she came in joy and peace and fell down to tell him the whole truth? Well, you've got to remember, she had come to a realization that Jesus, who was the Christ, Who, as God Himself, had done this for her. You want to come into the presence of God. Last week we were reading an Old Testament reading. Who of you is bold enough to stand before the judgment seat of Jesus on the last day, and think that you should be going to heaven? No, we know. That something that's happened to us that is far better than a cessation of bleeding. And that is a cessation of having to pay for our sins. They are forgiven. And we talk a lot about what that means. When God forgives your sins, it means he is no longer going to hold you accountable for them. And yet... We often fear death. We're also afraid of God because at times we know we sin and we repent of that sin. But there are still Christians who are worried. Am I going to be saved? It's one of the most important things that we pastors do when we visit a shut-in who may be on his or her deathbed. We remind them of the promises of Jesus Christ in the gospel, not the law, because none of us keep the law perfectly. That's why we call this program Law and Gospel. The law is still needed to be preached, because it kind of becomes what John the Baptizer did. He awoke people to their need for a savior. It's kind of like when you go to a doctor and, well, it's just a regular checkup. You don't feel that bad. He does some tests and he finds, oh, you have a cancer that is developing. And you say, oh, I don't feel it. And he says, in time you will. And so... They take action immediately, various medicines, whatever, to stem the flow of that cancer. And so that's what's happening here, that if the woman, she is afraid because it's God who healed her, but falls before Jesus Christ and says to him, the whole truth. What's his response? Verse 34. He says to her, Daughter, your obedience has made you well. No. He says, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Now, why does he say go in peace? Because when she first approached him, she was in fear and trembling. The peace that Jesus brings is not a peace here on earth where wars are going to be stopped or earthquakes no longer happen, etc. It's the peace between you and God the Father. Where the divining wall of hostility that you raised because of your sins, is broken down. And you are, from the Father's point of view, he is reconciled to you. And when you have now faith in Jesus, you become reconciled to him. And so Jesus tells her, it is your faith, that is the trust you have in me, that's why you were healed so go in peace and be healed of your disease so a total healing is taking place and the peace is the peace of God that passes all understanding now remember this began with Jairus a ruler of the synagogue asking Jesus to come and heal his daughter, who appeared to be near death. So in verse 35, while Jesus was still speaking, there came from Jairus' house some who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Notice they don't refer to him as the Christ, the Son of God, but as the teacher, one who teaches. But Jesus overheard what they said, and he turns to Jairus. You can imagine, Jairus hears his daughter has died. He has seen that Jesus healed a woman, but he did not bring her back to life. He only healed her of her disease so he's probably thinking this was too late we don't know how much time jesus spent with a woman but perhaps if he hadn't spent so much time with her Jairus thinks he could have been with my daughter and healed her before she died so his friends tell him your daughter's dead don't trouble the teacher, any further. But Jesus overhears what they said. And what does he say to Jairus? The very first words, do not fear, only believe. Now, if that isn't something that comes from verse 34, when he says to the woman who was healed, your faith has made you well. That's belief. Go in peace. In other words, no longer fear. He gives the same advice to Jairus that the woman had received. Verse 37. And among the disciples, he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John. This was often those whom Jesus had follow him when he was doing something privately. Now, there is one occasion when the disciples all were wondering, what's this about the destruction of the temple? When will this occur? What signs are there? And with Peter, James, and John He also took with him Andrew, because all the disciples were interested in that. So at any rate, Jesus with Peter, James, and John, they arrive at the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and Jesus saw a lot of commotion. People were weeping and wailing loudly. Why? Well, the little girl had died. And when he entered into their presence, he said to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. Now notice he says that when he had come into the house. So the people could see the child, and it certainly appeared to them that the child is dead, but he says the child is only sleeping and they laughed at him so what was the first step he took he put them all outside of the house and took instead the child's father and mother and those who were with him namely already mentioned the disciples Peter, James, and John, and went into where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, "Talithai kumai. Now, you may wonder, what does Talitha kumai mean? That, that's even in the English. This is an occasion when the actual words of Jesus are written down because he spoke Aramaic. And so Mark wants you to know what were those words? And then he translates them, which means little girl, I say to you, arise. So in the Aramaic he speaks to the dead girl. And immediately the girl got up and began walking. How was she able to walk? She was 12 years of age. And remember, that reminds us of the woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years. You can imagine that those who were watching it, namely the three disciples, the mother and the father, were immediately overcome with amazement. And then Jesus says something. He strictly charges them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. Now, does that make any sense? Well, yes, giving her something to eat makes sense. But how can he say, don't tell anyone what has just happened? Now, it is true that only the mother, the father, and the three apostles were in the room when the child was raised from the dead. But there have been many people in that house who were wailing and lamenting that she had died. So can you imagine that when she walks out of the house, they don't know it? Do they really think? Maybe among themselves they're saying, oh, He's right, she was just sleeping. And they don't believe that he raised her from the dead. But why would he charge those who saw him raise her from the dead not to tell anyone? Jesus knew that he was going to die on Mount Calvary. He prophesied it just in the book of Mark three times. But he did not want it to be rushed. When the fullness of time came, it says, then he went the way of the cross. He knew that the more that the religious leaders who were unbelievers, many of them at that time, heard of his miracles and his teachings, the sooner they would want to put him to death. In fact, They wanted to put him to death, but at times they were afraid of the crowd because the crowd really admired Jesus. And so they finally had to get a hold of Judas, and they made a deal with him in the Garden of Gethsemane to betray him. Took him quickly before the high priest, went to Herod, came back, And in an illegal way, made sure that Pontius Pilate would say, you may crucify him. Because he was afraid they would tell the emperor that he also thought Jesus was the king of the Jews rather than the Roman emperor. So what we have here in Mark 5 is a beautiful rendition of how Jesus takes care of those who have faith in him. He takes care also of you. You may even die from a disease, but what will happen is that he will restore you, bring you back to life, and you will live in heaven forever. And ever the same Jesus who healed the woman of her disease and raised the dead girl to life is the same Jesus who is with you at all times and he has done for you what is so important I'm Tom Baker on tomorrow's law and gospel we'll be taking a look at the hymn in the very midst of life. Until then, God bless you.